Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is the fourth episode of Linklater's Asia Bite Size Antitrust Podcast 2022. I'm Marcus Pollard, and joining me today are my colleagues Sudipong Kuhasane and Sonia Kalnin from our Bangkok office. In this episode, we'll be looking at recent competition law updates in Thailand. I understand that it's been a busy year for the Thai Competition Authority, and that there's been a number of interesting updates since our podcast on competition law last year. Uh, Sudipong, do you want to kick off by giving us some of the headlines? Thanks, Marcus, for the introduction. Indeed, in the past year, we have seen quite a number of changes. First, the Thai Competition Authority has changed their name from the Office of Trade Competition Commission, or OTCC, to the Trade Competition Commission of Thailand, or TCCT. For listeners who listened to our earlier podcast, when we refer to the OTCC, it is the same body referred to in this podcast as the TCCT. In terms of the TCCT's activities, they continue their proactive enforcement efforts in the country. The themes of TCCT's enforcement are in line with their focus since the introduction of the new trade competition law in 2017 to ensure effective enforcement of competition law and also to use competition law to provide fair competition, in particular to vulnerable businesses. Today, Sonia and I will cover four main topics. First, the TCCT's focus on the digital economy. Second, the protection of SMEs. Then we will talk about updates on merger control regime in Thailand. And finally, looking into the future, because the TCCT is now conducting a review of the Trade Competition Act, and we anticipate that the TCCT may be proposing amendments to the Act. Zooming into the first topic, enforcement actions on e-commerce platforms. Let me start by giving some numbers. In 2021, there were over 70 complaints and investigations, and more than half of those were in relation to e-commerce platforms. This shows that consumers and business operators are becoming increasingly more active in seeking protection of their interests under competition law, and that the TCCT is also very active in conducting investigations and enforcement actions. A similar trend continued this year. Just a couple months ago, complaints were filed before the TCCT, alleging that large e-commerce platforms were forcing merchants to use their own logistics providers, who then allegedly increased logistic fees. However, not all investigations resulted in a penalty or enforcement proceedings. Earlier this year, the TCCT concluded its investigation on two digital platforms exclusive dealing arrangements with their partners. In that case, although the TCCT considered that the exclusive arrangement could be considered anti-competitive, as the platforms did not take any action to enforce these arrangements, the TCCT concluded that there was no anti-competitive effect on the market and other competitors were allowed to continue to grow. In light of this, instead of imposing fines, the TCCT issued warnings to the relevant companies. And this is definitely one of the key trends that we're observing globally and including in Asia. A number of very successful e-commerce platforms have been the subject of similar investigations. And it's quite interesting that in the absence of significant anti-competitive effects, the TCCT has taken a relatively pragmatic approach to end the investigations with, I guess, just a warning. Uh, it looks like there could be more complaints against e-commerce platforms uh, in Thailand going forward. And I guess it remains to be seen how the regulator would handle those issues 
uh, in the digital uh, economy. That's right. As Thailand transitions into digital economy, Thai regulators are looking to ensure that appropriate regulations are in place to protect various stakeholders and at the same time support the growth of digital businesses. But that also means that there would be potentially higher scrutiny or specific regulations for digital businesses. The TCCT has recently said that they were looking into cases abroad, particularly in the US and the EU, on anti-competitive behavior by digital or tech companies such as Facebook and Google, and would consider whether there should be a different set of competition rules that apply to digital businesses whose market position may not be based on sale of goods or services, but other sources, for example, customer data. This coincides with the priority by the TCCT of the market dominance definition. As a reminder, market dominance in Thailand is determined by reference to turnover and market share. The TCCT is currently considering whether market share for digital businesses should be considered by reference to a wider set of criteria. For example, the number of users or the number of transactions on the platform instead of just revenue. We are continuing to monitor this quite closely as the TCCT may issue new policy to deal with this issue in the future. I think we should flag to our audience that in Thailand, any anti-competitive behavior would not only be scrutinized as a form of abuse of dominance, but also potentially as unfair trade practices. In fact, in 2021, around 40% of complaints received and investigated by the TCCT related to unfair trade practices. And, and this seems to be one of the more unique features of the Trade Competition Act. What would be the main differences procedurally and substantially for unfair trade practices investigations uh, as compared to abuse of dominance investigations, for example? That's a good question, Marcus. Although abuse of market dominance and unfair trade practice provisions prevent similar anti-competitive behavior, the key differences between the two is that to constitute an unfair trade practice, such behavior must have resulted in damage to another business, for example, a competitor or a supplier. In contrast, if a similar anti-competitive behavior is committed by a market dominant player, it will result in a breach of the law without the need to prove damage sustained by any other party. In practice, where it is unclear whether the operator in question has market dominance or not, the complaint could be made under both sets of provisions, and the TCCT would investigate the case under both sets of provisions as well. And what are the consequences for non-compliance uh, with unfair trade practice rules? Uh, and do we actually know the number of cases that have been decided by the uh, TCCT under, uh, in relation to unfair trade practices? Well, Marcus, the consequences for non-compliance actually remain the same as under the previous notification and can potentially have serious financial consequences. A non-compliant business operator may be subject to an administrative fine of up to 10% of its revenue in the year of non-compliance. Also, if the non-compliant business operator is a juristic person, for example, a company, its director, manager, or any person who's responsible for its operations may also be liable for the same penalty, that is, if the offense was committed under their instructions or by their conduct, or if they actually had the duty to instruct or perform but failed to do so. The Trade Competition Commission also has broad powers to issue a written order instructing a non-compliant business operator to suspend, stop, or modify its conduct. 
as well as prescribe necessary conditions in the same order. As to your second question on whether any cases have been decided under this new notification, well, there have been no new cases to date. All the rulings which have been published on the TCCT's website from 2019 to date are based on the 2018 notification. And moving on, I think it's fair to say that one of TCCT's key focuses have been on protecting SMEs, which of course is the majority of business operators in Thailand. Uh, we discussed in our podcast last year that the regulator has issued additional guidelines and regulations to address specific issues that arise from weak, the weaker bargaining power of SMEs. For example, the credit term regulations uh, set out credit terms applicable to buyers who deal with SME sellers or suppliers to ensure that SME sellers are subject to reasonable credit terms. That's right, Marcus. And this year in July, the TCCT further refined the guidelines by revising the definition of SMEs. The revision is to ensure that both criteria, which are the number of employees and also annual income of the SME operator, are used to determine whether they are or not a, a business operator, which is an SME, instead of either one of them under the previous rule. As a result, business operators with few employees but high annual revenue would not benefit from these guidelines because they would no longer be considered SMEs. Thank you for that. And I, if we now move on to our, our next topic, and that's merger control. Um, since the implementation of the new Trade Competition Act in 2017, uh, Thailand has become increasingly an important merger jurisdiction within Asia and globally. Uh, Sudipong and Sonia, what would you say are the key developments in this area? Just taking a step back for the audience to give a bit of background context, there are two types of merger control requirements in Thailand. The first is a pre-merger approval, and the second, a post-closing notification. The type required depends on the impact of the transaction on the market. Specifically, if the transaction results in a monopoly or dominant position in a relevant market, then a pre-merger approval is required. On the other hand, a post-merger notification is required when a transaction does not involve a monopoly or a dominant position, but involves businesses with an annual turnover of 1 billion Thai baht or more. In the past, in terms of merger filing preparation, the post-merger notification was considerably lighter, quote unquote, as compared to pre-merger approval applications. This, however, changed earlier this year when the TCCT updated its post-merger notification form. From the 1st of February onwards, the new form requires more information to be included for submission to the TCCT, which includes detailed market information relating to the merger, such as turnover and market share of players active in the relevant product or service market. It is also important to flag that any failure to obtain a pre-merger approval or file a post-closing notification can result in financial penalties. There are several cases where parties were fined for failure to notify their transactions to the TCCT after closing within the statutory period. The fines were imposed not only on the companies, but also on directors of the companies involved in the merger transaction. Before we wrap up, I understand that the TCCT is now evaluating the effectiveness of the Trade Competition Act and may propose some amendments to the law uh, in the future. Um, in particular, you mentioned earlier that there are ongoing studies to evaluate the enforcement of the Act. 
Sulipong, can you maybe give a bit more detail on, on what would, would be the potential amendments? Currently, there are two main ongoing consultations. Firstly, in August this year, the TCCT published a draft five-year competition master plan. This is for the years 2023 to 2027. And this plan introduces key strategies to improve the Trade Competition Act and enforcement through the development of secondary laws. It also has a strategy to develop compliance guidelines or codes of conducts for business operators to facilitate fair competition. It also includes a strategy to develop governance and efficiency of the TCCT in dealing with trade competition issues in a timely and appropriate manner. A public hearing on this master plan was held between August and September this year, and an official version of it is expected to be finalized and published in October this year as well. Secondly, the TCCT, in coordination with Chiang Mai University, is conducting a review of the definition of market dominance to reflect the current market environment and economy for regulating a fair competition. This public hearing results from Trade Competition Act, which requires the TCCT to review the definition every three years. The next review period will take place in 2023. From its study, Chiang Mai University proposed that the revenue criteria in becoming a market dominant player should be increased from 1 billion Thai baht to 4 billion Thai baht so that it is in line with the Thai GDP growth. This research team also proposed that such revenue and market share threshold should not apply to all of the businesses. For example, in relation to businesses with special characteristics such as digital or tech companies, the law should be flexible and allow the TCCT to consider other criteria, such as market segmentation, different revenue threshold, difficulties in entering into such market, an example. In determining the market dominance for such specific business operators, the TCCT has also hosted a public hearing on this proposal. Many opinions were raised, both supporting and opposing the changes. The TCCT is currently considering Chiang Mai University's proposal and various opinions given in a public hearing, and this will be one of the potential issues which we will continue to keep our eyes on. Thank you, Sadipong and Sonia, for the very interesting updates today. I think that's a good place for us to wrap up and for our audience to reflect on the exciting competitional developments that lie ahead of us in Thailand. If you have any questions, please do feel free to reach out to Sudipong, Sonia and myself. In the next episode, we'll be covering some of the key competition law highlights in Australia with our colleagues from Allens. Thank you for listening and see you next time.